Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to uh, another episode of the Black Dad Chronicles. My name is Courtney McIntosh. I am your host. And thank you for joining along with the show today. So, I got one topic I want to go over today. Um, only because it's like super relevant. Now, I had two totally... I had one totally different topic that I was going to talk about today. I was going to talk about having the talk with your kids. And I'm still going to discuss that at a later date. Um... And because my son is 13, it's probably time that we had that talk. So I'm going to talk about that next week. But this week, the NBA Finals just ended last night. The Golden State Warriors are your 2016-2017 NBA champions, defeating the Cleveland Cavaliers 4-1. to In a series that, aside from Game 4, wasn't even close. Now... I am a true basketball fan. I I love basketball, you know, enough to just watch. I watch college basketball, even though college basketball, for the most part, can be very bad, very terrible basketball. I watch basketball all year round. I don't really care about football season. I'm not that big of a fan of the NFL. I like fantasy football. Yes, I do. But I am not the biggest football fan. You know, I prefer college football over pro football, but I'm a hoops junkie, a true hoops junkie. So, what happened last night was Kevin Durant validated his decision to leave the Oklahoma City Thunder and sign with the Golden State Warriors last offseason. So, that's what I'm going to talk about today because there are a lot of people out there. A lot of people out there. Oh man, forget Kevin Durant, man. FKD, man. He all uh, man. He just wanted to go to. You don't join the team that you that you lost to. Blah blah blah. All right, listen. Let's keep it one hundred. If you were at a certain job, if you were at your job, for instance, and your job was competing against another company, and then you saw you just couldn't get over the hump. Couldn't get over the hump. And you might have had that company down 3-1 to one, as the Oklahoma City Thunder had the Golden State Warriors down 3-1 to one in the Western Conference Finals last year. But you know what? The Warriors came back, won that series in seven games. Kevin Durant left Russell Westbrook. So, Kevin Durant made a decision that was best for him. Not best for the fans. He didn't care about what was best for the fans. He didn't care about what was best for Russell Westbrook. He took his personal, you know, he took his person. He wanted, he did what he wanted to do, right? And that's the purpose of being a free agent. Free agency, and not just the NBA, but in all sports, allows you uh, an opportunity to control your destiny, so to speak. So, when you get drafted to a team, you really don't have a, a say to what team that you get drafted to, you know, because you're putting a pool of players, you know, the only, the only sport that you really can change that is major league baseball. Because if you're a highly touted baseball recruit coming out of high school, you can get drafted coming out of high school. But then a lot of, a lot of cats, if they, you know, look at the top and they don't like the te- potential team that they could go to or they just feel like they're not ready, they opt to go to college. And the thing with Major League Baseball is once you opt to go to college, you have to be there for three years. So in baseball, you have a little little bit of opportunity to control your destiny. But, you know, all in all, 
when you get drafted, you do not have the opportunity to control your destiny. Um, oh, and sorry for a little background noise. I'm getting my house power washed today. Um, and I don't know if this new microphone is going to pick it up. I just got a new microphone because my old one uh, has some mishaps. Um, so I don't know how good this microphone is at picking up sound. I'm reading the levels and stuff, and it looks to be pretty good. It looks to be pretty good. Um, so it might uh, pick up some of this. You know, you might hear buzzing, and that's a power washer. But anyway, take a sip here. So Kevin Durant. Now, there's a rumor that was out uh, last week that after Game 7, Draymond Green immediately went to his car and called Kevin Durant after they lost that Game 7 to the Cavaliers. Um, Both say that that's not true. Um, Kevin Durant said that he didn't have, you know, anybody help him make that decision. It was his decision and his decision alone. One that I do not begrudge Kevin Durant for making because look you can talk about the money you can talk about the the status you can talk about the celebrity but now there are um, there are certainly uh you know players that want all that but kevin durant his number one priority was winning a championship so he took the easiest route to get that championship and that does not taint that championship one bit because when he got there he still had to perform. He still had to perform. And he figured that playing in a free-flowing, up-tempo offense where everybody passes the ball and ball movement is key was a lot better for him. It was a lot more fun to play than standing off in a corner watching Russell Westbrook turn down screens, wave off screens, and dribble the shot clock down before taking an uncontested fadeaway three or Russell Westbrook just ignoring everybody else on the court and trying to get his offense. So he felt like sitting and, and listen, I love Russell Westbrook. Watching Russell Westbrook watching Russell Westbrook I'll say that three times fast. Watching Russell Westbrook play basketball is a lot of fun. But you know what else is fun? Watching the Golden State Warriors play basketball. Watching the Golden State Warriors play, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a beautiful thing. The way they move the ball, as fast as they go, they pass up open shots. You know, it's, it's beautiful to watch. You know, because a lot of the NBA is pick and roll, ISO, ISO, ISO. And Oklahoma City was a very ISO-heavy offense. You know, it was either Russell Westbrook going ISO or Kevin Durant going ISO. Now, you can't blame all of that on on Durant and Westbrook because for all the accolades that Sam Presti is given for uh, putting that team together, for for making those draft picks that he made, Steven Adams, James Harden, you know, he traded away James Harden because he didn't want to pay him. Because the not he didn't want to pay him, the owner didn't want to pay him. So he traded away James Harden. He, you know, they don't have other key offensive pieces that the Warriors have. They don't have shooters. They don't have a guy in OKC, and they still don't, that you could just plant in the corner and wait there for the open pass. You know, they don't have that guy in Oklahoma City, and they never did. And for years, it was just, you know, Kevin Durant 
or Russell Westbrook or Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, and that was each play, and they were very predictable. Uh, apparently, that's one of the reasons Scott Brooks got fired because the offense was very predictable and it was so stagnant. But that's because they, you know, they the owner didn't want to pay anybody. So Kevin Durant took did what any free agent would do, and quite frankly, probably any of us in that situation would do. He took his time and he looked for the best fit for him where he could win the fastest and win the most. And you know where that was? That was in Golden State. He saw the way Steph Curry moves the ball, the way Klay Thompson plays, the way the unselfishness Draymond Green plays with, the um, you know, the the unselfishness that the, just the way that they move the ball, you know, and he said, hey, man, that's some, that's where I want to play. That's a good fit for me. You know, I love the fit. I love the ball movement. I want to play in Golden State. And, yes, the Golden State Warriors won an NBA record 73 regular season games last year. Don't matter. Don't matter. They choked in the in the NBA Finals. They should This should be their third straight championship. But they choked and they blew it. And, you know, you see a lot of people like, oh, man, they had to go get KD to beat LeBron James. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They beat LeBron James, you know, in in six games a year before that. They should have beat LeBron James in, in five games last year. They didn't necessarily need to go get Kevin Durant to beat LeBron James because they had already proven that they had, that they could beat LeBron James. So, uh, you know, he went to where he he went where he wanted to go. That's the first thing. He wanted to go to go to state. You know he didn't want to he didn't want to be in a struggle offense. Now in Golden State he's not the focus. Wow, and he's really close to this side of the house. So the the focus he went to a place where he wasn't the primary offensive focus. But when he was, he wouldn't be getting triple team because you can't double, you can't triple team. Not even if Zaza Pachulia is on the court because he's such a dangerous offensive rebounder. So he went to a place where he thought he could win fastest and he could win the most. And guess what? Last night validated all that. And the fact that he was the best player on the floor. Well, you could, you know, that's debatable because LeBron James was outstanding. He aver- he averaged a triple double in, in, in the finals, but you know the fact that Kevin Durant was beastly in every single game, and including Game Five. I mean, excuse me, Game Four, where none of the other Warriors showed up. Kevin Durant was beastly in every single game of the season. I mean, in every single game of the finals. So, you know, it validated his decision. And you know what? That's what. That's all you want as a player. I'm pretty sure that's all they want, especially the the players that you know really, really want to win championships. Now I saw a quote from Clay Thompson because Clay Thompson is scheduled to be a free agent, you know, after 2018, 2019. So he has two more years on his deal. You know, everybody's like, "Oh man, are they going to be able to play Clay?" Are they going? Are they going to be able to play? Pay you know, Clay Thompson when his deal is up. You know how are they going to play? Step pay Steph Curry. Now Steph Curry made a quote last year. He said, you know, because a lot of people 
felt like Steph Curry's deal was the the best value out of any deal in the league. It was four years, about forty four, forty five million, something like that. It might have been forty eight. And he said, "Listen, if I'm upset over making forty four, you know, million dollars, then I have a problem." So, what that says to me is they're not going to have any problem re-signing Steph Curry this offseason, even if they don't give him a super max deal. You know, Kevin Durant could opt out this summer and get a new deal because he did sign that deal with a one-year opt-out clause. Klay Thompson, they don't have to pay him for another two years. And Klay Thompson was also quoted you know, a couple weeks ago. You know, he was asked, hey, Klay, don't you, you know, see yourself as the face of a team someday? And he said, yeah, but it's also so much fun winning. And guess what? Over the last three years, the Golden State Warriors have won the most games out of any other team in the NBA. So when you're having fun winning, the money doesn't matter if you're going to, because you're going to get the money. And besides, Clay Thompson making $17 million next year, $18 million a year after that. So, Klay Thompson is going to get his. You know, Steph Curry is going to get his this summer. Andre Iguodala is probably going to get... Uh, now, Iguodala's different. He's older. Um, he'll probably maybe take a little discount to stay and go to state. He looks like he has fun playing there. Um, you know, uh, he was spectacular last night. 20 points off the bench. His threes were falling last night. Um, Sean Livingston... Uh, is gonna Sean Livingston is gonna get paid this offseason. He only made five point seven million dollars this year. This is his last year uh, of his deal. Um, so he's probably gonna get paid this season. You know, uh, Zaza Pachulia. They'll have to re-sign him. You know, and then they have Ian Clark, Javale McGee, David West on minimum deals. So, um, but you know. This this has the makings of a dynasty written all over it. I mean, conceivably, the Golden State Warriors can win the next three championships because you still have you still have Klay Thompson signed for another two years. Draymond is signed for another three years. Steph Curry is gonna resign there. We know Steph Curry is gonna resign there. You know. Um, they got to resign Iguodala. The, the the thing with them is, and we know you know we know Durant's going to get paid. So the thing with them is they're going to have to find enough role players. Which you know we saw that that issue with the the Miami Heat and LeBron's last two seasons there. They had to find the the right role players, but they found them. Uh, you'll be able to find the right role players. So that's what Golden State has to focus on this offseason. But listen, y'all. Stop begrudging Kevin Durant for the decision that he made. One, he won a championship. Two, he didn't have to do what y'all wanted him to do. You know, that's a lot of things. A lot of fans, and I've been guilty of this too, a lot of fans feel as though because they are paying customers, quote-unquote, you know, like they can say whatever they want as far as heckling and stuff like that. And a lot of fans also feel like because they watch the product and because they might buy your team's shirt, that they, like their feelings about what you should do as a player should matter. And, I mean, that's not how life works. Like, if you working at the grocery store 
and another grocery store comes along and offers you a bigger check, you know what I'm saying, and a better position, better benefits, you're not going to care about what your neighbor next door to you thinks about it. You're not going to care about, you know, if your neighbor across the street says, oh, man, you working for this mom and pop store, stay in the neighborhood. You're not going to care about the guy who, you know, who lives three downs, three houses down. You're not going to care what he thinks. You want to know why? Because it's your decision. It was a Kevin Durant made the best move for himself and his brand. And, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. They're up against the salary cap. Kevin Durant, you know, we, and a lot of people say, uh, I've seen a lot of, th- you know, stuff thrown around about guys, you know, joining the Cavaliers or something like that, or, you know, creating a wealth of super teams. And the excuse that I've seen thrown around is, oh, man, these guys make so much money off shoes, then, you know, they could take a pay cut, you know, to join a team. Here's the thing. N- Everybody ain't making shoe money like that. Everybody not making LeBron James shoe money. Everybody not making Kevin Durant shoe money. Everybody not making Steph Curry shoe money. So, a lot of these guys that y'all think, you know what I'm about to, I'm actually on my computer right now. I'm about to look up highest, you know, let me see, highest shoe deals in the NBA. So let's see what that comes up with. Let's see what a quick, you know, Google Google search um, uh, does. Okay, so let me see. Let me go to Hoops Hype. That's a reputable uh, website that I go to all the time. Like I said, I go to like maybe six different. Uh, I go to like six different um, basketball websites all the time. So um, let me see. Let me see if I can find. Uh, hmm. Lo and behold, that's not, you know, something easy to look up. So, here's the thing, right? So, LeBron James, we all know the money that he makes at Nike. We all know Kevin Durant signed an over $3 million contract with Nike once they matched this deal with Under Armour. So, we we know what, okay, so let me see. All right, I think I got something right here from Forbes. From Forbes. So, uh, like, a lot of these guys not making crazy sneaker money, man. A lot of these guys ain't making sneaker money. Like, you know, when uh, when it came out that LeVar Ball turned down a $10 million shoe deal with Nike um, for Alonzo, you know, that's a lot for a rookie contract, for a rookie shoe deal. Because a lot of things, a lot of people don't realize that these rookies get they get paid a little bit but a lot of times they get like credit at the Nike store that's what it is um so i mean all these guys don't make a crap ton of money selling shoes so you got lebron that makes a lot of money selling shoes you got kd that makes a lot of money selling shoes steph curry makes a lot of money selling shoes you know Guys like that, the upper echelon guys, make a lot of money selling shoes. But if you're like a fringe, you know what I'm saying? Like Paul George, who just got his first signature shoe this year, probably does not make a lot of money selling shoes. He probably makes a lot of money selling shoes. But it's not like enough money that he would want to turn down 
$28-29 million a year signing as a free agent, you know what I'm saying, to, to live off of. It, it's probably not, you know. So, you th- thinking that a lot of these guys are going to turn down these big money deals just to join up and form super teams, it's not going to happen. First of all, because the NBA won't be able to sustain that. So, we're kind of stuck. So, hey, you know, you got to deal with it. If you're a fan of any team that's not Cleveland or Golden State or maybe the Spurs because the Spurs always seem to reload, then you got to deal with it. Like, I'm a Pistons fan. I am a diehard, true blue Detroit Pistons fan. They ain't even made the playoffs this year. But you know what? I know if they made the playoffs, they just would have been first round fodder. Well, you know, because Boston made the was the top pick. They probably would have beat Boston. Okay, I'm lying. James Harden is another one of those guys who makes a lot of money with shoes. You know what I'm saying? So Alright, so this is a list from basketball insiders uh from September twenty first, twenty fifteen, right? So it has the top ten you know, biggest annual endorsement contracts in the league. And this is, like I said, September 21st, 2015. So number 10 is Blake Griffin, $6 million a year, Jordan Brand. So look at that. That's Blake Griffin, who's been All-NBA. He's a multiple-time All-Star. He's been in the MVP conversation. $6 million a year. $21 million, $25 million, or $6 million a year. Dame Lillard, number nine, they have on this list. $10 million a year from Adidas. Dwayne Wade, who also, you know, Dwayne Wade gets $12 million a year from Li Ning, a Chinese company, which, you know, he was clowned for going, for, for leaving Jordan and going to a Chinese company, but it got him more money. It got him more money. And, wow, this guy, Power Washing, is really right in front of the window where I'm at. So then that's number eight. Number seven on this list, Derrick Rose. We know Derrick Rose got an incredible shoe deal. 13 years, $185 million with Adidas. Okay, I'm about to I'm gonna have to move because I can't I can't be here and you know do this podcast and function with my windows getting clean. So uh just bear with me while I just go to another area in my house. And yes, I'm probably look ridiculous carrying two laptops right now but i have to for the culture you know so i'm gonna go in the back because also my air is on and i don't want to sit too close to the furnace not the furnace you know what i'm talking about y'all know what i'm talking about so all right so i'm in my bedroom now so like i was saying number seven on this list is Derek rose and this is a list. This is the most current list that I can find from tw- September 21st, 2015. Top 10 shoe earners in the, in the NBA. So number seven on this list is Derrick Rose. He gets $14.2 million a year from Adidas. You know, Kobe Bryant, when he was still playing, he probably still makes as much. $15 million a year from Nike. James Harden, number five on the list. Number five on the list, he's getting paid $15.4 million a year from Adidas. LeBron, we know he gets $20 million a year at Nike. Kevin Durant gets $30 million a year from Nike. $30 million a year. So Kevin Durant, he could sign that contract with Golden State for like 
five, six million a year, like, yeah, we gotta get we gotta get players in here. He can do that because he can afford to. His shoe deal affords him that opportunity. Steph Curry, his uh it looks like his contract on here is, the terms are undisclosed. You know, but he also has stake and equity in Under Armour. You know? My, you know, and, and Jordan is still, you know, number one on the list, but, you know, he retired back in 2003. So those are the top 10 guys as of September 21st, 2015. But look at number 10 on the list Blake Griffin, $6 million a year. Blake Griffin is also a free agent this year. You mean to tell me Blake Griffin is going to turn down a deal where he can make $20 million a year to join Cleveland or San Antonio or some other team for five, six million dollars a year? And the only other, you know, his his shoes contract is only paying him six million a year. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I mean, hey, so what it, it is what it is, man. These guys are not going to shoot. Like Paul George is not going to turn down a big money deal from the Lakers or the Celtics or the Clippers or the Pacers to join, you know, some, you know, some team that's close for the the vet minimum. That's not going to happen. It's not. So, you know, I mean, I don't, that's what we got to look, that's what we got to look forward to. That's what we got to look, we got a lot, uh, for the next three years in the NBA, we got a lot of Golden State Warriors to look forward to. And you know what? Because they play beautiful basketball, I don't care. I like watching, you know, I like watching Golden State play basketball. They look a lot better than the Pistons playing basketball. That's for damn sure. And I look, like I said, I am a true blue diehard Pistons fan. But I'm also a realist. I know my team is terrible. I know my team has two guys on it that... I know my team that has probably, you know, five, six guys that underachieved this year. So, I mean, hey, I I have no problem you know, having to just look forward to the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> you know, this year. So, and James Harden, uh, I mean, not James Harden, uh, Paul George as of, and like I said, well, he just got his first signature shoe this year, but as of March of this year, he wasn't even in the top five on the best-selling NBA shoes. Now, I think his shoes are dope, and I've heard that they're very, very comfortable, and I do plan on copying me a pair. Because those Paul, those Paul Georges, they look nice. I, I'm not going to front. Um, but look, man, it is what it is. If you're in the East, you still got to get past LeBron because, look, LeBron is still the best player in the NBA. And you know what, man? And this is going to sound crazy. This is going to sound crazy. But LeBron James, it's not going to sound crazy to a, a real basketball fan. It's going to sound crazy to... The Kobe stands and the Michael Jordan stands out there. LeBron, I am 36 years old. I've been watching basketball probably since I was about six. LeBron James is the best player I've ever seen in my life. LeBron James is the GOAT, head and shoulders. 
And look, you you could say Jordan, oh, he got six rings, blah, blah, blah. Name one skill that Michael Jordan has that was ever better than LeBron. I'll wait. Because you can't. You can't. The only thing that Michael Jordan has over LeBron James in the conversation is more rings. It's more rings. But listen, everybody like Jordan had to face better teams on the way to the championship. Listen, no, he caught those guys at the tail end of his career, man. He didn't be he didn't get past the Pistons until Isaiah Thomas was hobbled. He didn't beat Magic until Magic was an old man. The Celtics were already done and old. Mike didn't have nearly as hard of a of, of a way to go than LeBron James. LeBron James is, is is facing guys at their peak, at their prime. Like the superstars in the NBA that LeBron James has had to go through, they were all in their prime. Michael Jordan can't say that. MJ can. I love MJ. I love Michael Jordan. I am a Kobe stan. I am a Kobe stan. But LeBron James is the best player I've ever seen in my life. I'll be honest. All right, so I'm looking at this article on Yahoo written by Nick DePa- Nick DePaula for the Vertical. This is from uh, January of last year. Um, and Nick DePaula, Nick DePaula uh, has written for sites like Soul Collector, Kicks on Fire. I think he writes for them now. Um, but he's like a he's what's considered a shoe in- industry insider. So he's talking about how shoe deals work in the NBA, right? So, and this is he and he he got, he runs the gamut from the, the stars to like training camp invitees, you know, to the twelfth, fifteenth man on a roster, right? So, you know, all all you know, the only as of this article, only ten players in, in the NBA had their own signature shoe, right? So that was Steph Curry, that was LeBron, Dwayne Wade, James Harden. Oh wait a minute, let me see if they got those guys' names. I mean, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I could you know read them off the top of my head, um, but you know I'm not gonna go there. So all right, so here's the way shoe deals work. So shoe deals work. Wait a minute. I'm 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 reading. That's why you hear the pause. So, as of this article last year, 68% of the league wore Nike. Right. That's you know 305 players at that time. Um, Adidas had 70 players, 15.6%. Jordan Brand has 6.5%. Under Armour has 3.8%. And shout out to Steph Curry because he basically has changed the course of uh, Under Armour shoes. So, you know, a lot of people. Um, the like the you know think of your uh, you know your training camp camp invitees or your ten day contract guys, you know they get a, a merch deal right. So pretty much you know a brand sends an allotment of sneakers f- to them for play for games and practices. Um, you know they're they're usually like from the team collection. Um, and then like you know. That deal can can fluctuate. It could be, you know, a set number of pairs of shoes to product value, like five thousand, ten dollars, ten thousand dollars in sneakers, right? So most of the league 
does do a uh, looks like a cash deal, right? Um, but a lot of thing, a lot of uh, deals have uh, match clauses. So pretty much it's like restricted free agency. And this is coming straight from the, from the article, you know, um, and restricted free agency, you could sign a, a team could sign you to an offer sheet, but then your team has the, you know, right to match. And this is what happened with Kevin Durant under armor. Kevin Durant got that huge deal or that offer from under armor and Nike matched it, you know, and a lot of people didn't think Nike was going to match it, but Nike matched it. So that's how Kevin Durant got that crazy, you know, shoe deal. So, but, um, looks like, uh, according to this article, the current shoe deal range for a marketable lottery pick can be anywhere from 200,000 to 700,000. And then there's exceptions every so often for like, you know, guys like Andrew Wiggins. He signed a five year, $11 million deal, uh, with Adidas. And that's because Andrew Wiggins was the first pick in the draft. Andrew Wiggins was crazy hyped coming out of college. So it's those those rare guys. So when you hear Lonzo Ball turning down a four-year, $10 million deal from Nike, that's significant. But I understand why because, hey, they got a brand and they want to co-brand it. But I've talked LeVar Ball a lot on this podcast, so I'm not going to talk about him anymore right now. So bottom line is why I'm giving you all all these shoe stats. Dudes are not going to be like, all right, I make all these money, this money for shoes. Um, I'm just going to take a pay cut in my, my contract. Not going to happen because the contract is their, their NBA contract is the way that they make most of their money. So only the top guys make a ton of money off the sneaker deal. But anyway, shout out to Kevin Durant and the go to say Warriors, Steph Curry, um, all those guys, um, for, for winning the championship is not tainted, you know. Um, the only people that are saying that is tainted is the haters out there. And listen, Detroit, I understand the Pistons haven't done you right for a couple years. It's been like 2008, 2007, last time we were still kind of relevant, the Pistons were. You don't cheer for a team from Ohio. Listen, I was born in Hamilton, Ohio. I'm from Michigan. I've been living in Michigan since I was four years old. It's ingrained in me. You do not cheer for a team from Ohio. That go that includes the Indians, the Columbus Blue Jackets, if you're a hockey fan, the the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, definitely not Ohio State, and definitely not the Cavaliers. I understand a lot of y'all may work for Quicken or have worked for Quicken Loans in the past because the owner of Quicken Loans is a Detroiter, Dan Gilbert, and he owns the Cavaliers. Stop it. If you want to cheer for a home team, for another team that's not the Pistons, don't cheer for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Look, man, I'm I'm actually looking for a secondary team to to root for too because I mean the Pistons haven't been fun to watch. They were fun to watch last year and they made the playoffs and that's when Reggie Jackson was healthy and him and Andre Drummond were like monsters in the pick and roll, but this year they were painful to watch. And I watch every game. But they, the Pistons were painful to watch. So you know what? I'm looking for a new team to, to cheer to cheer for alongside because I'm never going to not be a Pistons fan. Like, I can say I'm never going to be a Lions fan again because I, I don't like pro football that much. But I'm never going to say that I'm, I'm not going to be a Pistons fan anymore. 
But I'm looking at the Milwaukee Bucks as a secondary team. They're fun to watch. Giannis Antetokounmpo is, uh, you know, a, a star. He's so versatile. And he looks like he's having so much fun out there on the court. And, you know, I like the the uniforms are dope, you know. So, I'm looking. And they're young. They're exciting to watch. They, they need some shooters, you know. And hopefully, Javari Parker uh, fully recovers from the second ACL surgery. But I like watching the Bucks. But I, I'm just overall a fan of basketball. So, I do not begrudge Kevin Durant for making this decision. He validated that decision last night. And that's all I'm going to say about them. So I want to thank you to every, send a thank you to everybody that listened. I know this being a, a podcast about fatherhood, you don't necessarily listen to uh, hear about sports, but you know, sports is something that me, not only me, but other dads are, are fans of, and we like to enjoy. So just remember, keep in mind, if you have something that you disagree with, with anything I said today, Hit me up on Facebook. The Facebook page is The Black Dad Chronicles. You can follow me on Twitter and scream at me. My my Twitter handle is at Black Dad Cron. Uh, if you want to send me a, an angry email, you can email me at blackdadcron at gmail.com. You can also email me some suggestions for show topics, man. You know. You can also find and join the conversation on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Play Music, SoundCloud. I'm trying to get it on iHeart, and I'm trying to get it on Spotify. So, you know, it is what it is. But thank you all for listening. Um, about to get out of here, but I'm about to let this intro ride out. Oh, um, next week's podcast, I will be announcing the June Black Dad Chronicles Book of the Month. Um I got like a couple options. I got two options, I think. Maybe three. Because I have a lot of books. A lot of books that I started reading and like just stopped reading because I found another book. But anyway, um, the June book of the month will be announced on next week's podcast. Um, But until then, one love. Be blessed. We're going to let this intro ride out. Yeah. Feel like I can spit some bars over this. Turn that beat up, son. Uh. Uh. No, I'm not going to spit no bars for y'all. But thank y'all for tuning in to the Black Dad Chronicles. Share. Rate on iTunes. Continue to, you know, show me love. Thanks for all the love y'all showing me. Peace. You know, next week I might have to spit some bars over this outro. I'll be honest. Because this outro is cold, man. But uh, anyway, thanks for showing love. Let the, the outro ride out now.